0: Welcome into the Coach Max Show from Hunter's Ale House in Mount Pleasant. Adam Jackson with you alongside Brock Guterres and Chris Jared in the house as well, our sideline reporter. And uh, fellas, what a what a win it was on Saturday. Seventeen point uh, deficit in that fourth quarter and the Chippewas came all the way. Brock pretty uh, pretty
1: impressive to see. Absolutely. Anytime you just you know you can you have the ability to come back like that. A lot of lot of playmakers on this team, and uh, it was great to see him keep fighting till the very end and overcome that deficit. And I and I think you could tell by uh, just our call that we were pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, we could tell by your call <coughs> that uh, everybody was. I've pretty already excited apologized
1: about it. once. I'm not apologizing again. I'm sorry for tramping all over you.
0: No apologies necessary. Okay, Chris good. had the. Uh, well, sideline. You yeah. he could hear it from the sideline, you know, because he wasn't up in the booth or anything. But what uh, what what'd you think,
1: Chris? On his birthday, I mean, you got to give him a pass. He's excited for a Chippewa win. Can't blame him. Well, I've been doing that for a long time, so I don't <laughs> think it's just specific to the Nothing birthday. Nothing new. But, but anyway, I'll take it. Absolutely. The
0: Chippewas now 2-2 two and two after the 31-27 come from behind win, and now it's conference play coming up on the horizon, ready to go down to Oxford to take on the Miami Redhawks. So we've got Coach McElwain here. We'll break down that win last week. And we're going to talk with the wide receivers. Alvin Slaughter in his first year as the wide receivers coach. Ja'Cory Sullivan, Dallas Dixon each had touchdowns in that victory on Saturday. So we'll go through all that, bring on the coach when we come back as we continue on the Coach Mac radio show here on the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. In the hands, Richardson has it. Looks left side. Throws out of the backfield. Caught by Nichols at the five. Walks in in the far corner of the end zone. Touchdown. Central Michigan, 15 yards from Richardson to Nichols. And it's 27-16, 10-57 to play. Chippewas would kick the extra point, make it 27-17. That was the first of three fourth quarter touchdowns. As the comeback was on, Central Michigan takes down FIU 31-27. Nice, easy game for you on
2: Saturday, right? Yeah, I, I told uh, President Davies after that we were just hoping to keep some people in the stands and sell some extra popcorn. I think we <laughs> did that. And uh, yet, uh, you know, we didn't play great, obviously, at times. We moved the ball up and down the field. We gave up explosive plays, which is something we talked about that we couldn't do, right? Mm. Um, and yet... I'm not so sure before we got here if that game wasn't going to be about 40 to 10 for them. You know, I felt like our guys really hung in. They never hung their heads. They came back and figured out a way to win. And you know what? As you go through a season, sometimes you've got to figure out how to win some games maybe that don't look like you're going to. And, and that makes me real proud of this team.
0: Yeah, certainly uh, a game that, uh, well, the Chipwise needed the comeback, They get it. And um you, you mentioned this when you came in in 2019. This was a team that you kind of had to turn the culture around to this program. So you think about 2019 and some of those games. Remember Ball State? You had well, to come back on the road, yeah, and, and now we, we see an example here yep. a couple years later.
2: No, and, and we actually talked about that a little bit, that, you know, these are the things. These are defining moments and you know, I think your program, the kids got to learn how to win. And sometimes, like I said, it, it's not always pretty. And yet at at the same time, I think in that game, you know, it was hard to even look up and think that we were behind, you know, I mean, we were shutting them down uh, pretty good defensively and and moving the ball on offense, but just weren't producing points.
1: Yeah, that's one thing Adam and I kept talking about the whole game. You're looking at the stats and and you look at the scoreboard. It it didn't feel like we were losing, right? Okay. And but I I guess, you know, you you made the decision to, 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 to make some changes in the in the lineup midway through the game and you get a guy that comes in off the bench and does kind of what you expect him to do what he's supposed to do in in in, in Richardson and uh, you know people kind of talk about that and you know my whole uh you know when you hear you used to have a coach that would knock you know knock on, on the wall or something and he, you hear that that's opportunity knocking right that's right and so you gotta you gotta let it in and you gotta embrace it and you gotta um perform even if you're not the starter you have to perform prepare like like the starter, and that's a testament to Richardson to be able to come in and throw those three touchdowns and lead his team to a victory and, and do all those things that's expected of him and, uh, you know, hats off to him and, and he gets rewarded, I, I believe, with a chance to start this week and probably warranted. And, uh, you know, you got to be excited about that, right? No, that's absolutely. And, and uh, you know what? It's
2: something we talk about all the time. It's just go do your job. but right. And ultimately he did his job. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for him. I'm happy for our team. Um, but we've got—we're uh, playing a much better team this week, and we've got—we've got to be on top of it. Miami
0: RedHawks, 3:30 on Saturday. Adam Jackson, Brock Terrace Jim McElwain, and I wanted to welcome you to our sideline reporter. We, we, somebody finally got the sideline gear working. Don't yeah. ask me—it wasn't my <laughs> it responsibility. It wasn't one of your
2: things that don't no, work. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say
0: it's not. So he <laughs> will be interviewing the rest of the season. So Chris, welcome to the Coach Max Show.
2: Appreciate it, guys. Yeah,
3: hopefully the weather for the first game down there. In Oxford, it's not going to be too bad. I don't know if the sun's going to be out
1: or what we can expect for that. Wait a minute, you're not going to. You don't get to complain about the weather, man. <laughs> that's, that's fair. It's okay?
2: hard being on the sideline. It's hard about being on the sidelines. <laughs> okay? so I'll just bundle it's, up.
1: It, no, if it's 20 below, it's t-shirt, man. That's yeah. the way the sports always play, sunny. Okay? It was always sunny. All at right. Kelly shorts, right? You got that yeah. clear? Yeah. Okay. You know, I actually <laughs> go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry, no, <laughs> I, I
2: I actually recognize the voice because I believe doesn't he jump in when you go to TV or something like that? Yes, on, he on, does. So I actually watch games on the radio. I don't watch you on TV. Ever, Correct. You know, that's and better for everybody. And so I actually else. recognize the voice from basketball that's season. That's right. Basketball
0: yeah. coach Mack, a big basketball uh, guy. So Chris, uh, your thoughts on on that game? Obviously Saturday. Obviously a comeback victory, but. Uh, Nice win for the chips.
2: Yeah, we
3: and we talked about, too, uh, um those guys up in the booth. I was on the sideline. We talked about um, <laughs> just the offense had to keep coming back and making plays, obviously, when he trailed 17 into the fourth. But the defense, too, constantly I mean, the last drive for FIU, they had a first and 10 at the 12 yep. and forced a missed field goal. The defense constantly had to stand up and keep the Panthers off the scoreboard
2: late, and they did. Well, you know, going into it, when you're down three scores like we were, analytics say you get three. 3, 3.2 to 3.4 possessions in the fourth quarter, depending on what uh, the 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 defense or the their offense does. Um, they gave us a couple gifts, you know, clock management wise. They threw a couple times with some incompletions. They actually went it, ran out of bounds. We actually ended up getting four full possessions in that uh, fourth quarter, which is rare, mm. and we took advantage of three of them, obviously coming up with three touchdowns. So. You know, as you're kind of looking at like when even you're using timeouts, you know, from the analytic piece, you know, technically, if they have the football and you're down two scores, whatever those two scores might be, you actually want to start burning your your timeouts with about eight minutes to go. So you're able to, you know, especially on those 42nd clock possessions. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's about saving time to give you enough time to possess the football and like you said our defense Uh came up big
0: was it a little challenging I mean you're down by 17 so you have to you score quick and you got to score but Lou Nichols you talked about it earlier was kind of a quiet 152 yards and and you couldn't really use him late because you had to throw to get back into that game
2: no you you, you think about it you know you, you sit there and like you know, growing up, I mean, Pete Maravich would have a quiet 52, you know, you know, I mean, you know, it's, you know, one of those deals. But, uh, you know, Lou, Lou actually, he 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 had some explosives, but it was consistent runs with Lou. And and I think that's what uh, we're, we're coming to see and what to
1: expect out of him. He's a heck of a tailback. And I, I like it when he he was just going right up the middle and ripping off, you know, 10, 12, 15 yards at a crack. That's uh well, that's huge when you can do that with a running back, and he's he's pretty dang good at it. Well, and there in the fourth quarter, I mean, he
2: stiff armed one of the. They had some pretty guys now, uh, in the skill positions. Yes, they, they had did. a safety that that, um, wow. And uh, but he stiff armed him and threw him to the turf, and I was like right around the seat, and I was like, okay, things are good for the chips right now.
0: <laughs> We mentioned uh, Chris mentioned the defense stepping up and specifically we hadn't seen a ton of sacks We'd seen pressure in the backfield But it was great to see your guys the front four get home and see Troy Hairston start to be Troy Hairston again on Saturday
2: Well, it's a good thing But also they're late You notice we didn't get much pressure because they went ahead and took their running back to one side and their tight end to the other side and they Chipped the heck out of those yeah, defensive ends, uh, which which allowed more time. But it also what that allowed us to do was gain a little depth in the passing lanes by the backers because those underneath routes weren't there. But I think that's something we're going to start to see. And yet to me, that's in uh, and, and Brock, you can speak to this. It's really the ultimate respect to to your defensive ends. When, when you offensively have to say, you know what? I can't get this guy out in the route. He's got to chip this guy. Yeah,
1: because that just uh, that's that's one less guy they can throw the ball to. Right. But you know, as an offensive line, if, if most most anyone worth their salt isn't going to ask for help, no, they're not right. going to say, "Hey, man, I really need you to help me chip yeah, this." You know, in, in the NFL, it's a little different because yeah. there's guys that you know you need help no matter who you are, right? Yeah. But, but uh, it's it's a great job. Well, it's it's a, it was a good job by their coaching staff to recognize it because it gave them a little more time. But, but uh, ultimately, uh, they had to do that because we were we were getting to pressure with just four people. Yeah, and it was good to see
2: because, as you mentioned a year ago, that was one of our problems. Yes.
0: Well, it was a nice comeback victory. You take wins any way you can get them. And the Chippewa is victorious 31-27. On to the next one, though, and Mac play coming up. So we'll talk about the Miami Redhawks when we come back on the Chippewa Sports Network. Hey,
2: did you mention that Fabiano Brothers You uh, you know, you and, took the Bud and Bud Light? Right out of my have mouth. You, have you mentioned that yet? Not yet. And we actually had people on the Fabiano Brothers patio this I week, and, and I was excited to see that. And uh, you know what? Cheers to the Fabiano
1: Brothers. Absolutely. Yeah?
0: Cheers,
2: indeed. So,
0: presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of (laughs) Bud and Bud Light. Boisette ready to go. Handoff, off, fakes, loft near side, up for Sullivan, goes up, grabs it on the helmet of Walker in the near corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Central Michigan. Absolutely poetic from Gutierrez there in the background. Can
2: we play that again, or is it, no, is it too you don't late need to play it again, we man? Can't, no, that's
0: uh, that's going to be on our producer back there. If he okay. Can.
2: Anyway, that's technical difficulties. <laughs> I, think I think everybody should. I think everybody should have got the hoo hoo there. Well, right? hold on. We've
0: got <laughs> more highlights. <laughs> that's it. Brock kind of Brock kind of builds with the comeback. So we've got more coming <laughs> well, okay, coming later good. in the show. This was simmering. This yeah, was just kind of. That's kinda, right. Yeah. Jim McElwain, Brock Chris Jarrett, Adam Jackson, back with you for the Coach Mac Show, live from Hunter's Ale House. Another great crowd out here today. Yeah, really great and, to see everybody, and
2: also enjoying some great food as always here at Hunter's Ale House. And uh, they, like I said, they just do a fantastic job. And anybody who's never eaten here, they ought to come here and uh, get some of that flatbread pizza, which is good. But mm-hmm. again, I'm a bangers and mash guy, man. It's really good. Every every week, baby, the bangers and mash. Um, <laughs> You know, a team
0: that was banging and mashing is uh, a Miami Ooh, team. One. Oh, nice! Did you, what is that? One. Is that a segue?
2: Gosh. Is that what that was? I mean, like a real pro. That, that's a pro, that's right a there. Real right. Pro. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's tough for for Miami. They're coming off a, a yeah. team against Army, where you are just beaten up playing one of those service teams. They didn't have any yards through the air, but. Uh, They like to run the ball and uh, you got to stay in your lanes and now they got to come
2: back home Get ready for you guys this week. Well, you you take a look at two of their games and you know They they were in this army game right to the buzzer and you know We saw that Bowling Green got a win against my uh, Minnesota and yet It's it's 2023 late in the fourth quarter Miami having a chance uh, you know before they break a play, you know to kind of put it out of reach, but you look at this team was really close to two really good football teams. And, um, you know, you, you, they also played Cincinnati, who I think we're all finding out is pretty decent mm-hmm. uh, and playing <laughs> playing at the top of anybody in the country. So um, they handled the LIU team that, that's very similar to the to Robert Morris that we played. So I think from a matchup standpoint, uh, this is a really evenly matched game against what I think are two of the best Teams in the Mid-American Conference, us and them. A waste no
0: time. Why not see him face off week one? Maybe not well, what you and Chuck Martin wanted, but here yeah. we go. You know,
2: well, you know, Chuck, if you remember, we actually had him on our podcast. Mm-hmm. We stole him at media days. That's right. And, uh, but he, he, here's the thing. I, I, looking at the season, you are always kind of, okay, as a coach, you got kind of how you're going to break it down, this and that. And, you know, I was kind of upset at the Mid-American Conference for scheduling Two back-to-back to kick off, uh, you know, conference play. Two back-to-back road trips that are six and a half hour bus rides or whatever the hell they are. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was kind of bitter, you know. And then one of our players, Jamez Kimbro, uh, in the captain's meeting today.
1: A center. Yeah,
2: by the way. a center. Yeah. And he looked at me and he says, "Coach, this is this is great. We, we get to go win on a road right away, and we get that out of the way." And look, I think it's great opportunity. And I was like, yeah, okay. I was that half glass or glass half full guy. And he just <laughs> explained to me, no, this is the way it should be. Well, there you go.
1: Yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah. That yeah. He's got that kind of attitude. And that's, that's kind of indicative of the way this team has been playing. Just uh, just tough, hard nose, go get it and uh, don't make any excuses, right? That's right. And
2: that's what you want from your players. Absolutely. And, and for that to come from your players, you know, to me, that's who that, that this team is grown up.
1: And if he's telling you that, he's telling the rest of the guys that, that if anybody's right. complaining, he's setting them straight. And that's exactly what you want. That's right.
2: Obviously,
0: the big question this week is uh, the last time these two teams played. It was obviously MAC championship game in 2019 was a great game back and forth. The Redhawks came out on top. But this is the first game since it's a little different for both sides. They've got a lot of players back that were on that team. You guys have a a pretty new roster comparable (laughs) that 2019
2: game. You know, uh, early in the week, I said, okay, raise your hand if you were, um, you know, in Detroit the last time we played them and, you know. Guys raised their hand. I said, okay, how many of you guys actually just went there and ate steaks? And how many of you guys actually <laughs> played? All right. And, eaters. and all of a sudden, there weren't many hands up there. I said, well, there goes that revenge thing. You know, this this is, has nothing to do with it. This is a brand-new football team. We've got to go earn our stripes, all right? And, um, you know, I don't know when the last time even our program played down there. Um, I'm excited to go see the place. I've heard good things about the stadium and, and – uh, you know, it should be good. It should, should be a good crowd. And going on the road and playing, to me, is a blast when everybody's booing you and throwing stuff at you. And that's what I always hope for as a player because if they aren't doing that, they don't think you're worth a hill, hill of beans.
0: Well, I'll tell you, last time the Chippewas went there was 2016. It was ugly, 37-17 Miami. Last time Central Michigan won there was 2013, a 21-9 win. Red Hawks have won three in a row in this series. So there you go. crunch those numbers. I will
1: tell you, last time I was there, <laughs> there's a bunch of students sitting right below the broadcast booth and and it may or may not have gotten a little chippy between the (laughs) broadcast booth and the students. So I'm ready to get some revenge. I don't know if your team is, but I need I'm going to be down there all weekend. My daughter goes to school there. I've got some trash to talk. So we have to get this game. Well, I I, think you
2: just, I think you just wrote my pregame speech.
0: There you go.
1: (laughs) Good. Right there.
0: (laughs) There's no question about it. Big game coming up week one. Uh, Last question here before we'll bring on the the wide receivers coach, Alvin Slaughter. You addressed this again in the middle of the week. You've addressed it earlier this season. Starting well on the road comes with taking care of the football. 26 turnovers on the road since 2019 when you took over. You've been adamant about that. What's the key to taking care of that football on Saturday?
2: Well, you you know, I think part of it is uh, – Guys can't be wowed by an environment. They've got to go in and understand just ultimately just do what you're taught, do your job, do it at a high level, but don't try to do too much. I think sometimes they try to do too much on the road rather than, you know what, just go in, uh, do the things you're taught. We talked about it as a staff. We obviously I talked to the team about it, you know, we're 11 at home. 26 on the road and that probably is a reason we struggled so much on the road that first year well we're hoping for the Chipwise to come out on top on saturday 330
0: kick down at yeager stadium will be on the air at 230 let's talk to the wide receivers and a guy that's got a lot of energy alvin slaughter he's been a good pickup for you here in his first season at mount
2: pleasant yeah he's been great and uh guy i've known for quite a while and uh, used to recruit at school when he was high school coach and and a lot of respect for, you know, the kind of kids that he turned out, you know, which kind of tells you his kind of leadership, and he'd been great for this wide-out room. No question about it. Well, we'll talk to him when we come back as we continue on the Coach Mack
0: Show. This is the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield, presented by Fabiano Brothers. There proud distributors
2: of Up Bud and Bud Light, of course. <laughs>
0: Richardson with the football, looks, throws, caught by Dixon at the 15 to the 10, makes a man misses the five, he's Ooh. in the end zone, touchdown ah. Central Michigan! Woo-hoo-hoo. A third yes. touchdown pass for Daniel Richardson, and the second to Dallas Dixon. 118 to go, and CMU leads 30 to 27 in Mount Pleasant. Well, what a perfect segue talking about the wide receivers and uh, as you see Bracaterra is building and yeah, building. It,
2: that was fantastic. I, I just I love that energy and and uh, you know, really, when you hear it, I think we might have scored too fast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, 118 left. We would we got the ball with two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it
0: was uh, a great touchdown. Great comeback win for Central Michigan and those wide receivers have been producing through the first four games. So we bring in the first-year wide receivers coach, Alvin Slaughter.
2: Alvin, tell me how the heck you're doing, man.
4: (laughs) Uh, I'm excited. Thanks for having me,
2: Coach. Yeah, Uh, so what what kind of reaction did you have on that last? uh, This ought to be pretty good. I mean, I can uh, only imagine the reaction you had on that that uh, last touchdown.
4: Well, first when he caught it, I was like, okay, now I know we can possess the ball downfield. And then when I realized the corner had slipped on the plate, I was like, oh, he might score. So, <laughs> I, so I grabbed Coach Barbie, and I said, he might score. He might score. And then it was just run. Everybody run to the 20 and just, you know, wait for him to come off the field. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we practice finishing. Yeah. I mean, if you watch us practice, we practice finishing. We will take the ball in. Catch a five-yard hitch and go—you know the distance, 80 yards. So, I, I, I like to say that's muscle memory, you know. And um, we practice two-minute all the time. We did it today, and with the ones and the twos. And I tell you what, uh, there's just as long as there's time on the clock, we believe. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. You got time on the clock, we believe. And you know, having to dig yourself out of a hole that was pretty deep in the fourth quarter uh just the perseverance you know relentless um it was some sloppy play but at the end of the day those guys showed some heart and some character and they wanted it you should have saw them, saw it in their eyes on the sideline they wanted they believed they believed that they were the better team and they knew at the end of the day that all we have to do is just take care of the ball and we'll put it in the end zone
2: you know you, you mentioned something there i think that that uh you know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes that sideline can tell you a lot, right? You, you you can tell where your team is mentally, where they're into it, whether they're just kind of in la-la land or not. And, you know, how was that? How did it feel on the sideline as we kind of uh, obviously stumbled around a little bit and then, you know, figure out a way to get it done?
4: Yeah, it was just you know, beating yourselves. Yeah, yeah. It was sloppy play. You said it, Coach, at the half. It was just sloppy play. It was more self-inflicted things that we were doing to ourselves. It wasn't that they were doing anything that we haven't prepared for, that we haven't seen. It was just things that we were doing. At one point, they had minus six total yards. I mean, it was, you know, and we (laughs) were we're just up and down the field. So uh, just uh, the guys coming around each other, Uh, offensive guys going on the defensive side of the ball defensive guys coming down saying we got your back we're your brother we got your back we're built for this this is a good challenge at home for us Um, and then just having the, the push and the thriving and guys just picking each other up. That was part of the biggest thing, man. The guys coming over saying, we got you. We're going to get that ball back for you. Don't worry about it. We got you. And then the offense going down and saying, hey, we're going to score on this drive for you guys. Let's go. So that communication, man, you felt it. But, you know, early in the game, it wasn't probably much of that. Guys were just kind of looking around, you know, checking out the atmosphere. And But once we start zoning in and realizing, like, hey, hey, we got one quarter left to do this. We better, you know, start homing in on on the details of of this ball game.
2: Sure. Um, You know, you you obviously first year here, and uh, you brought your family. Yep. And uh, tell me a little bit about your family.
4: Uh, Two girls, uh, two girls, little girls. Uh, Well, actually, I can't say little girl, because Kira is 14. She's in high school on the volleyball team here in Mount Pleasant. Uh, So she's an oiler. Yeah, she's an oiler. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah. she is. and um, I will tell you this, uh, both of them have <clears throat> taught me some good patience, uh, <laughs> you know, having, having uh, a teenager in the house, you know. Uh, that changes with, things. That, that definitely changes the dynamic of, of me in the household, right? And then my nine-year-old, Kaylin, uh, she's a little firecracker, man. She's just up and about. She reminds me of myself when I was young. That's all the energy in the world. Uh, and then you know the backbone of the family uh my wife that that 's really good in supporting what we do, yeah. so uh it, it makes for a complete house
2: now you met your wife when you were in college, correct right and yeah. not a lot of people know, but this guy 's actually in a hall of fame, a college mm-hmm. hall of fame. Think about how young he is. <laughs> Tell us about that
4: uh yeah, uh, you know I'm, I was a, a pretty good athlete.
0: Was <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. you right now?
4: Was uh, I, I like to stay, you know I like to work out. That's you know I guess that's my hobby. So, um, but in college, uh, I was pretty good, and she was on the volleyball team. So you know we both report to camp, and you know just the conversations that we kind of have with other athletes uh, throughout the day, um, whether it be you know you are sharing just the practice workload or. Just a casual conversation. It wasn't social media back then, so I actually had to go and talk to <laughs> someone. Right. Yeah, actually uh, right? communicated You had to have a little bit of yeah. game back then, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and then just from the football part of it, I knew uh, what I wanted out of it. You know, I wanted the most, and I and I said I wanted to go down as uh, the best. To, to ever do it and not just say it but actually put it in my habits and make sure I work at that and I think that's what really made me become a coach too because I felt like I had a little more to give when I was done um, I didn't want to be a, just a guy behind the desk I wanted to have a be a guy that had a voice and uh, I thought what better way than to mentor young men by, by coaching them um, and sharing my experience with them.
2: Yeah you know uh, obviously do you, know, you got done with college, had a heck of a career, both as a football player and a track guy, and uh, and then became the head coach at, at Monsignor Pace, uh, a great program that, that, you know, was struggling a little bit until you took over, I'll say that, but and then started turning out a bunch of Division One football players when you got there. But uh, how was that experience, you know, at, at that age, being a head coach at, at a school like that down in Miami?
4: Well. It w- I, I look back and I say I think that's where I really matured and grew, um, uh, from the organizational standpoint, being the, the figurehead of the program, and everything starts with you. Um, that's why I, you know, I have a, fun, a great deal of respect for that seat that coach sits in because I've been there. It doesn't matter what level you you do it at, you know, there's there's some uh, respect that has to be given. And I tell you what, it was. Uh, in a situation where we were talented, but the talent was spread so, so thin that they just needed some discipline. They needed to be committed to, to the uh, preparation. And I used to always say, you have to love the process. You have to love the process. You have to come to work every day. You can't work when you feel like working because the results don't happen that way. And just getting them to understand how you practice how you prepare is usually how you how it turns out how you play you know it's not a light switch you just don't step on the game field and just be and, and, and it happens for you right so kind of how coach with is with uh, with this program with uh, the meticulous of the detail and holding guys accountable holding guys accountable and um, and demanded it and that was the thing and I and I kind of go by the, the reaching them first then then the teaching can be, can start once I reach them. And then once you start teaching them, then you can start the demanding them to do it that way every single time. And yeah. that's the culture. And that's when the leadership happens. And then you drive it in that direction. And obviously when you start winning, then they start buying in and believing. Now the guys that were on the fence are off the fence, and now you're getting more commitment from more guys, and now you have you know, 80 guys on the football team. That's all about winning.
2: Well, yeah. and I th- I think what you get is uh, by just listening to him. I you hear can mentor. See, yeah, I hear yeah, coach. I'm locked yeah, in, right? You know, now. And, and I've never seen you this attentive in my entire life. <laughs> I wish I, I mean, could say yeah. I'd get out there and yeah. play
0: for you, but you but, don't well, want to see yeah, that. No, but no, but, no, but you know what? We don't.
2: We'll keep him on the soccer field. <laughs> okay. But uh, no. But Alvin, I I just want to say how happy I am you're here and and really appreciate what you do for yeah. us and yeah. and. Uh, so happy that your family is here yeah, and, and enjoying Mount Pleasant. And, uh, you know, he actually wears a Mount Pleasant Oilers parent shirt. You know, that, that, Love it. that actually is pretty cool. So thanks, Alvin.
4: Thank you, Coach Alvin. <laughs> All right, buddy.
2: That's Alvin Slaughter. Well, let's bring on a couple of his wide
0: receivers, Dallas Dixon, Ja'Cory Sullivan, coming up on the Coach Mac Show. This is the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. play of the game. Come on. Chippewas need a stop. Down 31-27. Third and ten at the 18 yard line. Chippewas defensive backs back at the goal line. Bortenslager has it under pressure. Launches towards the end zone. Intercepted by Dante Kent and the Chippewas win in Mount Pleasant. Down by 17. They come all the way back and beat FIU 31-27. Oh, what a game it was on Saturday. Comeback victory thanks to The man to our left contributing a couple of touchdowns, Dallas Dixon, welcome to the stage. Thank you, thank you, what's up?
2: So so I got to ask you, Dallas, okay, so we we make that call. Um, You kind of know when the ball's coming your way based on coverage, Mm -hmm. but kind of take me through that play when you scored that touchdown.
3: Um, Going in it, you know, we ran one of our favorite plays, fastballs, you know, we try and get the defense moving around. mess with their their formations and all. As we're we, we hike the ball I can see the, the corner try and bail off a little bit. I sense him fall. So after I catch the ball, um I got one man to beat and that's a safety ahead. Seeing him coming down, um he's not controlled. Doesn't have his feet under him, one stick, get vertical. It's as simple as that to you know, get get the defense off of,
2: off of their feet sometimes. That's right. You know uh, Dallas is really I, to means an unbelievable story, okay. And I'm going to go back to when uh, we first got here, and uh, you know, all of us were sharing offices in the uh, in the IAC up there across from the old team room, and and uh, this guy kept sitting outside my office, office. <laughs> all right, and he would be in the he would be in the facility there. And he'd be sitting on a bench and just, hey, coach, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? And, and, you know, there's something about persistence, right? (laughs) So, okay, tell me your story, right? And uh, so go ahead. I mean, you're from Phoenix, Mm -hmm. all right, and ended up, I don't know how, somewhere in Michigan here, right? Right. And tell us a little bit of that journey. So uh,
3: coming out of high school, um, didn't have many crazy offers didn't have too many places to to play my high school head coach was Northern Michigan University's uh, an alumni from there so he was able to get in contact with them and and get something set up so where they can look at me and you know give me eventually give me a scholarship took the scholarship to go play up at Northern Um, I was there for about two seasons a year and a half before I realized that that place just wasn't for me you know I knew a couple people down here at Central um, real cool dude, real cool environment as far as I've known. And um, with my options being limited, just decided to walk on and uh, not being able to get in contact with coaches or anything before I, I tried to walk on. As you know, that persistence yeah. came in handy. Um, yeah. Being outside the coach's office every day, making sure they knew my name, making sure they knew I was serious about it. And um, just thankful for yeah. the opportunity given to me.
2: And you know what was great is uh, the first day you were at practice, um, you know, you're you're doing scout team stuff and and doing everything you can and, and and it was like, who the heck is this guy that keeps showing up? And really, it was on special teams, right? right. Yeah. And uh, and you know, the more and more you saw what he did and in his love of the game, um, man, it just uh, it it really made me happy when we said, you know what, we've got a scholarship for you. Right. Yeah. So. Really appreciate that. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> that definitely definitely kept me going that's right well you know uh uh, coming from phoenix tell me how you handled the winters um you know to be honest i'm still i'm still struggling with them every time
3: (laughs) they come
0: around
3: it's it's tough especially going from one of the, the warmest places to one of the coldest um Mentally tough more than anything. The sunlight's not out during the winter, you know. You, sure. You don't have any of that. No, <laughs> no heat, no sun. You <laughs> just, you just get to manage. You know, uh, doing what I love every day. You know, keeps me keeps me going and motivated. So, the weather doesn't really
2: bother me too much when it comes to that. Sure. You know, you you, uh, you know, you came here obviously, uh, uh, kind of with you know, hey, I'll do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And and I've become. Obviously, a favorite target and a guy that stretched the field for us and and uh, how, how has how has that transition been from kind of hey I'm, I'm doing everything I can to be where now you you're you're a starter mm-hmm. uh, you're an integral part of, of every game plan Has that changed your approach at all um not really
3: originally came in just just wanting to work with the opportunity you put me wherever I'm gonna try and do my assignment to the best of my ability no matter what it is even if it's on scout team um it it really gives me more confidence knowing that my teammates and coaching staff has the confidence to put me in to make those plays all my hard work is paid off I know when I hit the field it's just natural for me to do what I'm supposed to but it it gave me more confidence knowing that my teammates and my my coaches can rely on me to put me out there
2: yeah Um. You know, you're uh, you know, I, I, I think of the stutter go you had last year against Northern <laughs> Illinois. I believe that was, would that have been your first touchdown. Yep. Right. Yep. And uh, I remember sitting there on the sideline man. tell me what that was like finally getting in the end zone.
3: Oh, man. After walking on being yeah. being on scout for a year, two years, you know, finally being being able to get into that end zone was a, a feeling like no other again. Um, constantly in the back of my head throughout the walk-on process and all. You, you think to yourself, like, will I have that chance? Will I ever be able to, to perform again? Will I ever be able to have that, that opportunity again? And after that, it was just, uh, it, it's, I felt like it skyrocketed It Helped me really push, like, I can, I can do this. I can compete against these guys. I can play against them. I can, I can beat them out, you know? Sure. It felt, felt amazing to me.
2: Man, that's great. Uh, where are you at in school now? Tell me where you're at that way and when you're going to get your degree. Um, believe I'm a redshirt s- junior. Yeah, it's I hard to figure out anymore <laughs> based on all that. COVID, I get it. All yeah, that yeah. Shirt, COVID. Yeah. Um, believe I'm a redshirt junior.
3: I got, I can graduate, I believe next fall. mm mm-hmm. am Coming up. Um, I got this year and another year to play, so it all just depends on the academics. I'm hoping to get my scholarship, uh, my degree, as soon as possible. You know, and start working on my, um, graduate, you know, credits and, and go from there. But
2: so th- when, when you were here, you had a job, actually, uh, when you were first here, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me what that job was.
3: I uh, well, worked a lot. Yeah, um, you did. Before talking about when I was back home, I did yeah. landscaping. <laughs> I worked for a group home. I worked for a tobacco shop, a moving company. Um, I babysat <laughs> construction. Like I've, <laughs> I've had That's a, a full resume. Yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had quite a bit of um, you know, jobs I've had to take take under
2: you know but you know what it it just tells you about tells you about him and and the quality of person he is and and obviously you know it just puts a smile on your face when somebody cares so much and it means so much to him and then to see him be successful so well let's go get a win on the road man what do you think yeah i'm excited the team's ready ready we're gonna get after it all right man Thanks, Dallas. Appreciate it, bud. Appreciate it, too.
0: Dallas Dixon, wide receiver from Phoenix. Career high, eight receptions, 127 yards, two touchdowns, and that come from behind win against FIU last Saturday. We'll talk to Ja'Cory Sullivan when we come back on the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. couple segments to go on the Coach Max show as we're joining you live from Hunter's Alehouse. Adam Jackson, Jim McElwain, and one of the Muskegon boys, Ja'Cory Sullivan. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Isn't it great to have Big Red in the house? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love so, it. Pretty good high school program, it, I hear. I it, hear.
2: Well, I, let me tell you something. I, uh, having, you know, three of the Big Reds, actually, since I've been here, um, you can really tell something about what kind of program guys come from. Mm-hmm. Just how they approach the day and how they approach the game. And I mean, you had to learn a lot playing at Muskegon. Yeah. So, what, 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 kind of tell me what it is to be a Big Red. Like, wh- what is that? You grew up, you know, you grow up, you, you follow them. Tell me what that is. Uh, we had a
5: tent called, it was Big Red Pride Burn Deep in Soul. We tried to bring it here and say White Pride Burn Deep in Soul. So, like, that, that tent alone is just, it's a uh, representation of the whole program uh-huh. like we was big on discipline and hard work and dedication so e- each day coach just stayed up on us and just made it so we was disciplined in
2: everything we do sure yeah. um you know, I, you know i mean i can say it i mean one of my favorite guys on the team uh just you know they're all my favorites but uh hold a special piece just uh just because i've seen such growth in you T- tell me what i would have seen as growth in Jacory sullivan Man, <laughs> I can't, it's a lot,
5: bro. Like over the years, man, since you've been here, you've been helping me a lot as far as uh, just being smarter and doing the right thing. Like you always say, we work, you always preach, do the right thing, whatever, whatever we do, wherever we at, make sure we're doing what's right
2: and just hold yourself accountable. So just being responsible, I guess. How does that accountability help you as a player? How does that help you do your job? it kind of pushes you like if you holding yourself accountable.
5: I mean, you, you're trying to give your all every play. You're trying to execute what what needs to be done at a
2: highly fashion. Yeah, um, you know, obviously that 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 first year, you kind of a little bit breakout year, yep. right? I mean, uh, you know, we, we we had two big reds out there like we have right now uh, uh, doing some things, <laughs> catching the football. Um, how did that feel kind of being that, you know, go-to guy? Uh, it, was, it was surprising to me,
5: honestly, because, like, coming out of high school, we, we was a running team, mm-hmm. so I never really had over 20 some catches. And then, like, once I started getting the ball more and more and started making the plays, I'm like, okay, it's real now. So it's like a movie to me now. And I'm just ready for more, you, ready for whatever.
2: You know, I think it's interesting because you had mentioned here during the break uh, unbelievable touchdown catch Mm -hmm. that he had down there in the right right end zone away from uh you know the facility but uh i'm I'm still trying to figure out direction what would that be that would be the southwest southwest corner (laughs) okay good i can't tell where the mountains are so i don't know yeah well there's a lot of them yeah yeah there we go but uh you you said a really interesting thing because because adam brought up you know the guy was right there yeah Tell 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 the listeners about that catch. Uh, I was just locked in on the ball. I knew we needed to
5: make a big play and we needed to score fast and keep the train moving. So when that play when we uh, called the play, I had the bang route and I honestly didn't see dude come up and press. Mm-hmm. I was ready for the, the out route, the out call, and D Rich was like, "No, run a fade." So I'm like, "All right, bet." I ran the fade, gave him release, and then when I seen the ball, it was just me and the ball. I didn't even see. I didn't see where the dude was and like once I went back to
2: watching no film I'm like, dang, I caught it off his head. I didn't even know he was right mm-hmm. there. Right. Yeah. You know, uh the other thing, uh here getting your sports management degree, is that correct? Is um nope. So I switched to um I'm a double major now in yeah. entrepreneurship and community development. There we got another, another entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you know, I'm I'm loving this. And uh, tell us a little bit about some of the things you have kinda going as as you as you think about that entrepreneurship uh, degree?
5: Uh, I got a number of ideas. The first thing I did was um, host a camp. So like when, we, when the NIL thing dropped, uh-huh. me and Khalil went back to Muskegon and hosted our own camp for the youth. We had a lot, we had a lot of kids. It was about 70 plus kids. A lot of um, former players, former Big Red players and current college players from all levels just to you know, get in front of the kids and be a good representation of what it takes to get to the next level and just working hard. We also had a lot of uh, sponsorship from other parents and different companies around. Mm-hmm. And it was just a good thing. So uh, we plan on making it an annual thing and keeping that going. And I just I got a bunch of ideas for the future. The first thing I want to do coming out of college is get, get into some trucking business, uh-huh. buy a couple of trucks and just get into the
2: distribution process and the uh, supply chain management. You know, and we've actually got some great supporters here in uh Chuck Bowley and, and, and Chuck or er, er, Mark Bowley and Chuck McGurk, who, who have, have something to do with that. And that's something we're going to set up. So he kind of gets a leg up on doing that. But uh, tell us a uh, little bit going into this week, what's it going to take for us to go get a win?
5: We just got to lock in on the small details of things and just go out there and execute. It's a revenge game to me and for, uh, I, I feel like the rest of the team and the rest of our class, because you know 2019 we fell short to them so we just got to come in and play hard we got to play with an extra chip on our shoulders man we know what it takes we know how this team plays and we know everything that they are gonna do and hit us with so we just got to come ready for it and just lock in I feel like that's the most part we just got to stay focused
2: well I know this I'm excited to see Jacory play and uh, he plays hard and he plays with an attitude and, and that's what I love about him and love the fact you're a Chippewa man Sir, I'm proud to be here, too. Thanks for coming.
0: Happy to have him. Ja'Cory Sullivan in his career, 109 receptions, nearly 1,500 yards, and that touchdown catch off the helmet, Your 10th at Central Michigan. So all Holy coming mackerel. together, this guy's put up a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns for a you.
2: A lot of touchdowns for a guy that came from a running school. <laughs> yeah. You know, he had, to, he had to actually be out there and block for, for KP, for Khalil Pimpleton, when he was playing quarterback, right? That's right. So, And, uh, you know, that, that, I'll tell you what, that tells you a lot.
0: Does it all. Well, we'll come back, wrap up the show, give you final thoughts coming into Miami. That game, 3.30 on Saturday down at Yeager Stadium. It's the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. Final thoughts here on the Coach Mack show Jim McEwan,
2: Brocketeris, Adam Jackson, Coach, your keys. Well, here, I'm just going to give you uh-oh. my final thoughts, okay? Oh. I know we only have like 10 seconds. <laughs> player of the game on his birthday was Brock. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, the way he called those touchdowns and those plays, I, I that player of the game.
1: Play Thanks, the Coach. That lo- means a lot coming yeah. from you, no doubt.
0: What's an encore? We love going on the, on the
1: road with Brock. Cause Let, he, let's go do it again. Absolutely. Let's keep it going. All I'd right. rather it just be a little more boring in there, you know, and we were, we were up by 30 at the end, but either way, I'll take it. All right. Good stuff.
0: We'll talk to you at 2.30 Eastern time down from Jaeger Stadium. Kickoff between the Chippewas and the Redhawks at 30.30. Have a great night. Fire up chips.